You won't believe what we've cooked up in the cauldron for you on Devil Times 5 this month as we enter the weird world of Chinese black magic. You're listening to episode 15 of the Devil Times 5 Horror Podcast. I'm Cliff and I'm joined by Emily, Bryony, CJ and Phil. Hiya. Hiya. Hello. So uh, we will be taking a cinematic trip to Hong Kong later and making a little bit of history because as far as I can figure out, we are the first podcast, English language podcast, at least to ever discuss Chinese black magic movies. So um, the numbers of this episode are either going to be through the roof and we're going to be you know, <laughs> in high steam and with a reference forever or through the floor because it's just too niche for anyone to want to listen to. <laughs> <laughs> we shall see. Um, by the way, thanks to uh, Mauve Mouse for the lovely comments she left on our SoundCloud page, calling the show insanely entertaining. Um, I think the insanity level is cranked right up in the films we're covering today. But before we do that, highs and lows. Phil, you can kick things off. Um, I haven't really got highs and lows. I've got sort of a list of relatively sort of middling films that I saw. Um, I suppose my low uh, was, I don't know if it's not really a horror film, but I really disliked Shape of Water. I just thought it was really sort of, um, it should have been amazing because all of the sort of elements were there to make it amazing, but it was just really sort of dull and plodding and... And kind of, I was even. I didn't even think it looked particularly good. Really, yeah. it was just sort of looked sort of sheeny and unreal. Um, where it could have looked proper cool and uh, cool in the fifties. Yeah. I I sort of liked that unreal aspect. I thought it suited the style of the story. That was very. Do you not think it was a sort of like? sort of weird rip-off of Amelie. Like, I don't think anybody's really, really saw Amelie and thought, Do you know what I'd really like? If somebody had sex with a fish. <laughs> well, I've been on the internet recently. Because <laughs> that is what it is, isn't it? It's Amelie, but with lizard sex. Which, oh, I mean, now you say it like that. <laughs> Doesn't sound too bad. And... Uh, you've just been deconditioned from the Hong Kong stuff. <laughs> what I was going to say... Lizard sex is tame, blessed relief, wouldn't it, from these films? <laughs> You're like, this fish sex is simulated. I want the real thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there was a post um, on the internet somewhere about a guy who fucked a dolphin and his yes. main complaint about, yeah. So I've not seen it, but does it look up to dolphin fucking? Sorry, what was his Don't main complaint? Don't stop that yeah, story right. halfway through. <laughs> <laughs> Turned out it was, uh, oh, anyway, sorry, okay, moving on. <laughs> oh, um, so he, he did actually have sex with a dolphin? Yeah, and there was a man recently who had sex with a clam and then he got a big old infection from his... Uh, Did he have sex with a clam, though, or was he just unlucky enough to have a clam close on his dick? I mean, no, I know he that went, <laughs> He specifically went into the sea to shag a clam. Wow. I mean, that's... That's <laughs> low down, it's, isn't it? It's, you know, it's just nice to have hobbies, you know? It's nice it to is. Have it's nice to tick things off your bucket list, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> what a bucket. But, yeah, well, I'm maybe it was in a bucket. Shellfish. <laughs> I'm writing a book called Sex with Shellfish. <laughs> Stop being such a shellfish lover. Hey. Uh, clams tend to live in... Um, they have, like, clusters of them. So how did he pick which one? It was a clusterfuck. Mm. It was a little <laughs> So it was a clam orgy rather than yeah. it was one. <laughs> it was a salty, salty party. Yeah. I thought it was just like one sexy clam that was like, hey. <laughs> Do you think he went into the water not expecting to have sex with a clam? Or and then one he just caught his over. eye. Yeah, exactly. Like, why, why the hell not? I've always wanted to do this. <laughs> I've, I've never found you guys sexy before, but you've got something. 
It's the way your shell glistens. (laughs) 17th clam from the left. <laughs> well, I wasn't he, expecting he, the conversation to take us. Uh, I you was. You got to be very careful though, because you might end up with chlamydia. Oh, hey. nice. Hey. Like it. Hey. Um, I mean, you never finished. Not that we really need to continue on this path, but you never finished saying what what he found the only disappointing thing about dolphin sex was. Oh yeah. Um, Oh no, he liked the dolphin sex. He was just disappointed with the sex in uh, Shape of Water because it wasn't as realistic. It was a bit, you know, far-fetched for him. Right. <laughs> okay, good. Right. But yeah, I've not seen um, Shape of Water and I've not had sex with a dolphin, so I can't come on anything. <laughs> you're, you're not even 30 yet, are you? You're tired. <laughs> plenty of time ahead of you. I haven't really got um I haven't really got a highlight, but I quite like Ravenous. You know that is it Ooh. is it French Canadian film with zombies, people wandering around a field. Um, it's like every other zombie film you've ever seen, except for some reason they start stacking chairs. And I thought, well, fuck, wow. it, kind of, got to put something new in a genre, haven't they? So they're like <laughs> they're sort of ravenous, face eating, chair sacking zombies. Um, <laughs> I haven't seen it, but now I I think that may have swung it for me. It's definitely worth a watch because I put it on and I'm very lazy and I was like, oh no, subtitles. Um, but then the first like three seconds, something happened. And I went, oh, I might read, and I, I did. <laughs> and it was a, it was a good old read. Um, it was good. Really enjoyed, it? it was. Yeah, you I really enjoyed Ravenous. A real page turn. It will. You know. What do you think was the um, significance of the chair stacking? Because it's not explained, is it? Yeah, no, it wasn't explained, but I just thought back to Dawn of the Dead when they all come back to the mall because that's what they remember, and they're like, oh, they're just doing what they remember. Maybe they're just sort of like, oh, chairs were good. Do you remember chairs? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's uh, put them all together in a place. Yeah, pretty um, much, yeah. So, yeah, let's go for that. Let's go for that. Emily? Um, well, my high is I, I was in the mood for some cheesy bollocks with Vincent Price in, so I watched <laughs> The Pit and the Pendulum again. Uh- Hey, I watched that this week as well. It's it's fantastic. It is good fun. It's it's very silly, but you know, it's a Roger Corman movie, and it's yeah, it's it's everything you could want. It's fake cobwebs. It's um, ridiculous color saturation. It's a woman getting locked into a um, a cupboard type thing with amazing sixties eye makeup on, which is the last thing they freeze frame on. So um, interesting priorities there. <laughs> and um, my low light was probably um, well, it wasn't bad. It was just really formulaic. Most likely to die. Just wasn't. I really. Prob- it's a slasher movie about a college I reunion. It's um. Yeah. It's, it came out a few years ago. It's not. It's not very exciting. It's called. It's two a.m. What's down the back of Netflix? And the answer is that. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I'm pretty, Are they all go sure to a sort of country house? Yes, they do. Yeah. yeah that's yeah, right. I've yeah, seen that. Yeah, it's got I've a really crap that. twist, doesn't it? It's yeah. got a sort of cruddy twist ending. I, I it remember. Does, yeah. The the interesting thing about that was that Perez Hilton starred in it. That's right. Which yeah. Really oh, strange wow. casting. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, is he still mm. relevant? Uh, no. Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. Was he, he ever? Still drawing? Well, no, he used to draw dicks on people, and that was fun. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think he said, I'll be nicer from now on, and so he, st- he I think he still drew dicks, but they weren't spunking dicks, so... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's a gentleman uh, now. That's how you know you become an adult when you stop being yes. a spunk. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and start really caring about realism. That's Exactly, <laughs> yeah. If I can't do real spunk, I ain't doing any spunk at all. Okay. <laughs> wonder what that sounds like in Latin. I want that as my um, motto. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> non posso um, faccio. I mean, I'm doing it in Italian, not Latin, but. <laughs> Nictus spunkos. 
Non posso fare. I haven't learned spunk in Italian yet. I think that must be in the fourth year. Uh, Bryony. Mm. Uh, Low Light was um, the Bye Bye Man. It was a terrible title, oh. terrible premise, terrible everything, terrible actors, terrible. Just, uh, just, I have so many regrets watching it. No, um, uh, no I just, no, you, no. Because, like, in my heart. This, the bye bye man. And then, yeah, no. I mean, you just say that, and I just I hate myself. <laughs> don't say it, don't think it. Don't, don't say, say it, don't think, think it. it don't but but think for it. some reason, I'm going to write it on this little fucking bit of furniture, yeah. so you say it and think it. And then there's yeah. a bit of the... I'm going to... Spoilers, but there's a there's a line at the end that just made me want to punch something um, when the kid is like, oh, no, the kid's going to look at the thing. And then the dad's like, hey, so what were you looking at? And she's like, I found an old thing. It had something written on it. And the dad's like, what did it say? And it's like, oh, no. Oh, it's all going to... And she's like... I don't know, I'm not a flashlight. And it's all, fuck you. <laughs> fuck was, you, small eight-year-old girl. I hate sorry, everything you stand for. Did you say flashlight or fleshlight? <laughs> <laughs> is this the tone we're taking this week? Yeah. Uh, sorry, yeah, it's it me. It is yeah. quite late. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we are recording this much later than you. It's 8.30, <laughs> that's when the filth comes out. Yeah. I've had a number of beers. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the eight-year-old's like, I'm not a flashlight. And no, I just hated it. Everything oh, about it, everything is. Uh, I've not seen it. Was... Is it a slasher film? No, no it's like no, it's, uh, no, it's like a it's... sort of uh, Slenderman-ish sort of like. Oh, if you say his name and if you think it, then you go a bit, and then he turns up, and then he doesn't really do anything, but he just he stands <laughs> there, and he might kill you, but you, you might have to kill other people, and he's gonna touch you, he's gonna touch you, and then you're gonna say bye bye, man, for no reason. <laughs> There's no law. They, they kill themselves, though, if, if the yeah, bye-bye man but... gets to them. He just sort of drives them crazy. I think the whole thing was like a anxiety metaphor. It was, I don't know. Don't I... try and validate it. It was terrible. I, 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 I loved it. I loved it. <laughs> it was great. Sorry. No, yeah, I, I think I think it I think it could have been better, but it's um, it's not half as bad as everyone's saying. It's just oh, just I needed can... needed a tighter script, I think. It needed it and everything. <laughs> um, um, no, and what was your high? Uh, the high was a tie, actually. Um, it was Ooh. ravenous, which we've already discussed, um, and also the Vavitch. Um, hey. oh, the Vavitch. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, I I would now like I would like to live deliciously. Yeah, um, I'd like to live deliciously. A taste of butter, which you know, is a lot. I mean, the next time I buy any kind of pet, it's being called Black Philip. I don't yeah, care what it is. is. <laughs> Black Philip is just the greatest. <laughs> no, I really like the bitch, and um, I usually, like Emily, I hate children in films, and the kids mm. were amazing in it. Um, they were mm. annoying. They spoke oldie worldy very well. Um, Finch from The Office was amazing. Yeah, yeah, it's a great, it just, great performances yeah. all round, really, really all round. Yeah, so um, the goat was great, you know. <laughs> <laughs> the goat, the goat was, was great. great. The goat, yeah. the goat mm. was fantastic. Oscar, yeah. I really can't think of a better goat in another film than that. <laughs> can't think of another goat in a film. The Antichrist. Oh, that goat. Oh, that Antichrist. Yes, yes, the one who gets rimmed. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> by Hippolyta. Hippolyta, I'm Yes. <laughs> Who's rimming goats? Yeah. Uh, Hippolyta in the Antichrist. Okay, I'll watch that next then. She yeah. does rim a goat, it's true. Yeah. Um, and CJ, what are your highs and lows? 
Okay, uh, my high uh, is a movie called The Midnight Man, which is okay. recommended very highly to fans of The Bye Bye Man. The, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the Midnight Man's uh, unfortunately gone direct to DVD. I think it could have gone theatrical, but uh, they missed the chance. It's based on a Tumblr just say, meme. Yeah, Roger Hargreaves just seems to be really branching out, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Carry on. Uh, I, well, I, I welcome this uh, Hargreaves-themed horror of multiple men. Uh, the Midnight Man is, is another... That's uh, the next one, multiple men. Multiple, multiple men. <laughs> so that's the crossover. That's like the the Marvel Universe style. You know, they all come together in multiple men. Bye-bye man, Midnight Man, you name it. They're all... Uh, anyway, I digress. Um, Midnight Man's really, really cool. It's based on like this Tumblr meme thing that's kind of like a set of instructions for summoning this thing called the Midnight Man, which is kind of a stupid premise to, to build a film on, but they, they do it really well. It's very gory. It's uh, quite spooky. Gave me the creeps. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, my low light was uh, another film that I picked up in the supermarket, like that one, because uh, I'd like to live dangerously and just gamble on these things. Uh, and support support your local independent Tesco. Indeed. <laughs> um, well, it's more, it's more the uh, independent film labels that are putting their movies in Tesco that I want to support. Right. They got indie labels. Uh, so uh, I got this one called uh, Keep Watching, which is absolute crap. It's one of those movies where <laughs> there's a bunch of hidden cameras in a house and they're broadcasting a home invasion on the internet for the entertainment of sleazoids who like to watch home invasions. Uh, but for something that has been broadcast in the name of entertainment, it is the least entertaining footage you can imagine. There's no action, there's no gore. It's just a bunch of people walking around in the dark for an hour and a half. It is crap. So keep watching is my low point. Right, Did you stop, stop watching? I should have. keep watching. I kept watching just out of stubbornness because that was the title. And I, I you know, I'm, I'm a rule follower. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> you know. uh, my low um, was House of Voices from 2004, also known as Saint Ange, uh, which was the first film by Pascal Logier. He went on to do Martyrs. Um, I like one of the few people in in the horror world who thinks martyrs is a pile of shit and house of voices isn't much better it's a haunted orphanage period horror uh, just yeah basically can't imagine anything less suited to my interests <laughs> it's just not i don't know why i watched it just to, just to see if he was ever good and my highlight was it's been a really good month for for cinema releases isn't it we've had um i've seen unsane and you were never really here but far and away way the best is mom and dad um, starring Nick Cage and Selma Blair and parents all around the world it seems have suddenly turned on their kids and gone killing them the direction the edited is so exciting it's, it's scenes cut off so earlier than you'd expect so you've got all these endless cliffhangers like throughout the film it's like ah <laughs> this, this could be classed as bad editing by uh, no it's really good no it's so exciting like me. And, and, and anyone who says that the ending is disappointing or anticlimactic obviously hasn't really gone with the flow because the ending is that as well it just ends too soon it's like ah brilliant. I, I, was, I was disappointed like 10 minutes in and my disappointment just kept 
at a, at a level of consistent disappointment throughout. Did you not like Nick Cage's um, pool table breakdown, his meltdown? No, not really. The, the only the only Cageisms that I enjoyed was the bit where he was reeling off all the different types of porn that you can get on the internet because that was classic Cage. He's like, ask the mouth, dildo the mouth, dildo the ass, and, and it was just that's classic Cage. It was brilliant. But that 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 was like two minutes in a in a vast wasteland of not so good stuff. Uh, now let's get saucy with the sorcerers and get down to the gong tao. And just like last month, both of our features are from 1983. First up, Chi Hong Kui's Mo, which simply means magic, uh, but is better known as the Boxer's Omen. The Boxer's Omen. A supernatural force. It's ubiquitous and destructive. Boxer's Omen. Taking everyone unawares. Bewitched by the spell. Shaw's high cost production. A spooky horror thriller. The Fox's Omen. Exploding the myth of witchcraft. Mysterious. Intriguing. Horrifying. I thought the guy doing the voiceover on that was brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Who knows who it was? A kickboxer turned gangster becomes a Buddhist monk so that he can become powerful enough to defeat the fighter who paralyzed his brother. But first, he'll have to defeat an evil wizard. Um, although I could have, for my synopsis, I could have gone with uh, one that I saw on Letterboxd where it just begins after a boxer gets crippled in the ring. <laughs> um, right, well, Vox's Omen is, um, is, is kind of the definition of what the fuck's cinema is, it? And mental. Yeah. Yeah. I like how yeah. mad and psychedelic it was, though. I watched it twice, and because um, the first time I was a little bit like, okay, this is sort of, I, I wish I'd. Um, had access to a bong before I watched it. Yeah, but then the second right. time you watch it, and you, you can kind of see sort of threads running through, but yeah, I, I loved how completely insane it was. And um, yeah. the fact that it's kind of, it becomes sort of stories within stories. So you have like the um, revenge story for the brother, and then there's the, the evil wizard whose head comes off, and that's just amazing. And then there's the crocodile um, sexy witch lady. It's, oh, um, yeah. it's, it's mad, and it's full of stuff that once seen you probably will never forget. Uh, oh man, it, so much happens here. Like the first time I watched it, I thought there was a really draggy bit where they where he goes to Kathmandu, and it sort of turns into a bit of travelogue, and you have to listen to that bloke, the guide at the temple. But I think that that seems probably only about three minutes. It's just because the whole film up to that point has just been non-stop weirdness and mm. unexpected things. Mm-hmm. That just a few a little breather at the start of the final act seemed like it was going on forever. But, I quite like that scene on the second viewing because the tour guide was kind of explaining things calmly and then the guy's there going, but when does the magic stuff happen with the Buddha's head? <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, like, not yeah, yet, yeah. I'm telling you about the history, but the magic! Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of uh, Buddhism in the film, so I think I think that little tiny bit of exposition is, is almost justified just to give you a little bit more context if you're not already familiar with some of the things that it's playing with. Well, I mean, I do wonder how much of it is um, 
based on real mythologies and how much of it is just some screenwriter going and having a kind of brain fart all over the planet. The bit where the abbot is uh, encased in gold, the like mm. undecomposed abbot, that's based on something real where um, there was the corpse of a an abbot that didn't decompose because uh, obviously the Buddhism was strong in him. So they just gold plated him. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that 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 was real. Um, the uh, the thing with the head and the guts—that's a very popular trope in East Asian the flying head. Yeah, uh, yeah. mythology. Seen, seen a lot of flying heads. Yeah, mainly in um, they mainly turn up in Indonesian films. They yeah, yeah, Indonesia and Malaysia. Yeah, it's ones. it's really big there. Um, mm. But that that's funny that bit because it's like the <laughs> that fight goes on for ages. That battle. It and does. The way that um, Hung the hero wins is basically because the. The evil sorcerer chops his own head off. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's getting desperate. Yeah. <laughs> it's a classic mistake, isn't it, in any sort of bout, isn't it? When, you, when your opponent just repeatedly starts punching themselves in the balls. <laughs> Cutting your own head off schoolboy error. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, what you did there. What we should say is that this is a sort of semi-sequel to Bewitched, which was made by the same director and writer. I was going to say, is it one of those things where if I haven't seen Bewitched, I won't understand the box's omen because I did not understand the box's <laughs> omen? No, it's not really. It's just that airport scene in the flashback oh, yeah. about, about the how the abbot died um, is taken from the ending of Bewitched, but then it continues, the flashback continues with all new footage about what happened next. So that's really exciting, that. I love that the abbot is ultimately killed by the poison golden needle spell, because I love all these names you get for all the different spells in these films. Um, in fact, there's so much, there's so much in this film. I was like trying to remember immediately after watching it, shit, what was good? What, was, what were the best bits? What were the best bits? There's so much. I thought um, they should use it in the revival of the generation game for the conveyor belt. <laughs> <laughs> it'd, go, it'd go like this. A man vomiting a moray eel. A water fountain monk. A bubbly man. Three, spid three spiders using drinking straws. A green alien head. Chalky skull monsters. A wizard cutting his own head off. One eyed mini dinosaurs. Cuddly bat, cuddly bat. Yay. Very good. Uh, sadly, wasted on our international listeners, but <laughs> they can Google it. I think my favourite bit because um, when you hear the evil wizard like summoning his um, the, the the various kind of skull creatures and the the, um, the little bat skeleton which charmingly walks on its feet, just kind of shuffling from side to side like E.T. Adorable. Um, when he's, what he's saying, it, it sounds like he's saying, go forth and be my evil minions, but the subtitle's like, go on, hurry up, get up, get a move on, <laughs> get out. <laughs> he just wanted the little bat to go, I'm trying, Dad, I'm only small. <laughs> uh, I, I always love a bit of weird stock motion anyway, so that was yeah. right up my street, that bit. The special effects are extremely variable, aren't they? They are, yes. Some are amazing and some are like like I I I'm pretty sure that by eleven o'clock tomorrow morning I could source more sort of realistic spider monsters than they've managed to get into that film. <laughs> I mean, it's a few years have gone past, but I don't think. I mean, you just throw any money at it and you get. They look like they've been made by primary school kids. Those they do. That's the point, CJ. As as someone who's so as arachnophobic I, as you, I are you able it. to watch no. those spiders? Be, you no. can't even watch those no. incredibly fake spiders. I was, I was watching it last night, um, and Sarah was saying. Um, just look at 
the screen. They're just like pipe cleaners. They're like pipe cleaners. I, I took one quick look up and it's like, oh, oh, I'm afraid of pipe cleaners too. Yeah. <laughs> My pipes are filthy. <laughs> That's how I got crippled in the ring. <laughs> is that why your nickname is Old Dirty Pipes? <laughs> That's, uh, That's a ODP. different reason. Okay, good. <laughs> I really like the special effects in this film. I like at one point when the bats are all like, when he's like, go on bats, go have a go at him. And he makes the big <laughs> jug happen in front of him. And he's like, yeah. go on bats, go have a go. And you can actually see like lines of fishing wire in front of, cause they're all like, it's like, cause I used to be a tech in a school and I used to have to make uh, school play props. And it's basically my level of craft, which is very, very low. And um, mm-hmm. it's just a long, long string of fishing wire with like bats spread about a meter apart. And they're just like, give it a wiggle. And it will look like they're all moving individually. And then they just chuck <laughs> them at them. It's fantastic. But then on the other hand, um, I've watched so many of these films today, so I'm a bit like, blur. But was that the one with the eagle? No. No, 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 no that's no, Devil Faces. I'll get on to that one, because it seems... Yeah. The, the theme I've had from my 10-hour binge of these, these films today in a fever... Um, there's been a lot of animals doing dead, yeah. which has been fun. Mm. I mean, there's I mean, some, animals, some so in the fine, but... Omen. I think that there's a chicken at least that gets. There's a chicken. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a chicken. Yeah. Yeah. The chicken so, gets head sliced right off. At least it? in this yeah. film, they're all they're all plastic, and you know they're they're quite. Well, the chicken isn't. Mm-hmm. Well, the chicken. Oh yeah. I mean, the chicken's bum. The bum. Oh yeah, the chicken's bum. Yeah. Does anyone know if the crocodile was real or not when they were That was real, yeah. No, that's plastic, that crocodile. No, no, I went on the internet, it's real. I don't know, it looks pretty Mm. real. It does look pretty real. The one they uh, put the woman uh, inside, you think that's a real crocodile? Yeah, well, yeah. I read it on uh, something. I tried to think of like what the main sort of iconographic source of element to these films are, and I think I've narrowed it down to throwing up animal cruelty, fighting monks and tits. That's pretty much yeah, it. Yeah, that is definitely. Yeah, it's, a, it's a Saturday night in Worthing. <laughs> yeah, true. But if the if the the chickens and the crocodiles and everything are real, then that that skull that is uh, opened up and the brain all mashed up with snake venom is yeah realistic that. that is yeah what we must mention of course Bryony is the um, scene with the three guys chewing up stop bits it of no, and no stuff. We mustn't. oh that's we mustn't. today's been a, a day today's been a day in which my my counterparts would go too real it's been too real today um, I've I've basically vomited twice at films and that's never happened yeah, to me before. Yeah. And, um, I, uh, they, they, you know, there's that bit where basically like, and I think I messaged Phil and I messaged Cliff going why are you doing this to me um, <laughs> so there's a yeah. bit where he's like he's, he's having a nibble it's like I'm a celebrity and he's like having a nibble on an arsehole and then he's like alright okay so but he gets a banana but he doesn't eat banana he eats banana skin it's I'm like skin. Oh, oh, that's <laughs> yeah, that. funny but then he gets bits and he's like rum, 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 rum. and then he puts it on a plate and he has a look at it and you're like, he's not going to put it... Oh, he's going to put it back in his mouth. And he has another nibble. And he puts it back on the plate. And then he's, like, looking at it again. And he like, he's not going to pass... Oh, he's, he is passing it to his mate. Oh, he's going to have a nibble too. And at that point, I start going... And I've never had that reaction to a film before. To the point where my flatmate was in the same room as I was watching these films. And she just shouted at me, Briny, either switch it off or go to the toilet. Yeah. And I did neither because I'm a trooper. But yeah, no, this is the most visceral reaction to a film I've ever had. And it was just three <laughs> seconds of men eating yeah. others. And I've you, seen, you know... You're not, you're not alone, I've seen I one think. man, one jar. I've seen two girls, two cups. Like, 
I've seen all the yeah. shit on the internet. I've seen a man fucking a dolphin, probably. But that was... Um, <laughs> That was, that was someone else. That I, I someone think, else. yeah, these films have that kind of intensity of just the, the gross uh, animal stuff, the eating mm. stuff, and, and just, I mean, they're really intense subject matter as well with all the dark magic and the spells, and, and I, I find I've had the same effect, which uh, I think at the time when I watched one film, which I'm sure we'll come on to later, uh, I had film poisoning. Uh, and I felt sick while watching it and I still felt sick the next day like I felt a bit drained like everything had kind of left me it was horrible mm-hmm. and I don't think I've had that with any other genre of, of films beyond these ones um, I find them quite distressing as well so you're not alone uh, and, yet, and yet I find them compelling I still keep they're sort of oddly, they're oddly beautiful as well aren't they they're very mm. very pretty films mm. like lighting mm. is incredible yeah. the sets are amazing the special effects, some of them, when they're not sort of terrifying, terrifying pipe cleaner monsters, are really impressive, an awful lot of them. Yeah, um, but mainly, yeah. like, they're just lit really beautifully. Yeah. Especially Boxer's Omen. Yeah, Boxer's Omen. Yeah, especially yeah. Boxer's Omen, yeah. I think, yeah. But, I mean, Boxer's Omen's a Shaw Brothers production, so it's a lot higher budget than some of the lower-end ones that we'll talk about. Um, mm. you, you can tell which ones are Shaw Brothers and which ones aren't. Yeah. I found this film really interesting because I've, I've dabbled in Buddhism and I go to meetings and stuff occasionally. I'm, I'm a very bad Buddhist in that I don't believe in it or go very often. But I've, I, I've, I've learned about it and I've involved myself in it. And so it was really interesting watching it because it was like, oh, I know about this. But like, at the same time, I knew a bit about Buddhism because I watched Monkey. Um, <laughs> so I'm not sure if I was remembering Monkey or remembering going to Buddhist meetings. So it was, from that sort of point of view, it was like a lot of it was like, this is quite respectful, this is really cool. And like, mm. oh, this is quite badass. Like there's a lot of like, ah, fighting in that, which is cool. And then there's there's eating another bloke's banana mush and it was a roller coaster of uh, emotions for yeah. me today. Something I'm not so keen on in these films is the the plots really do seem just made up as they go along, don't they? Nothing is ever telegraphed. Yeah. You, you never go, well, oh, well I, I mean, it's a good thing in a way, because you never go, well, I saw that coming. <laughs> <laughs> They're quite meandering as well, aren't they? Some of them, not so much be, the yeah. Boxer's Omen, because, like, I, because it was just a sort of series of really weird visceral images. But some of these others, like the, the sort of... Um, the dialogue scenes and the plot scenes mm. are very, very slow and very sort of shot, very sort of tediously. And then suddenly something incredibly strange and visceral will happen and it'll go back to that sort of... So quite easy to sort of switch off, I think. Mm. Um, yeah. But you couldn't switch off from the Boxer's Omen because it was like having a fever dream. Do you know what it, um, mm. it reminded me? It reminded me of watching um, Holy Mountain. Yeah, mm. I was thinking yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Boxer's definitely got... I watched that at yeah. uni and I was like at least 40 minutes of this could be cut um, and again watching this it was like at least 40 minutes of it could be cut but I enjoyed the 40 minutes that are there <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's the yeah, same yeah, yeah. Moment. Like, I really love the way it's shot it's very strange it's very odd I wish I was stoned when watching it um, both Holy Mountain and Boxer's Omen well we can move on we can move on to other things. I mean, the the history of these films goes back to about 1975 when Black Magic came out. I think that probably introduced the whole idea of these sorcerers, you know, training up other other people to become black magicians or fight black magicians and mm. um, all these spells. Actually, Black Black Magic actually has a few like captions when each spell is introduced, and then you see the recipe of how to make it. <laughs> and there's there's a good bit where um, 
one of the spells involved putting a load of rice up this up this girl's minge um, <laughs> to, to kind of warm it up or something. Um, and the, the, the only way to get could... through that sentence would, would have been not to use the word minge. <laughs> like, you could have got all the way through that and I'd have been okay. But like, no, of all the words, you went for minge. <laughs> That's telling. And, um, <laughs> what, what, what word would you use, Phil? Twat. Well, you could. Crunch, use, I mean, I mean, it's one of the. It's one of those things where there's there's a there's a there's a myriad to choose from, isn't there? <laughs> I'm, I'm sure. I just think he's telling that Cliff. He saw he saw the smorgasbord on offer, and he went for minge. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Well, um, the, direct, the same the director of Black Magic then in '92 made a film called Evil Black Magic, which references that scene because another girl has a, a load of rice to go up her minge for a spell to work <laughs> and then um, she serves the rice thing to her boyfriend that she wants or the bloke she wants to fall in love with her and in, in this version he just he goes mm, this tastes a bit odd and, and finds a pube in it nice <laughs> So, yeah, yeah, I like that. Um, oh. So, uh, I mean, you've watched a few of these, guys. Um, mm-hmm. Any favourites, any ones you want to particularly? Mm. Um, let's talk about the Centipedes one. Centipede Horror. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's, that's the... A the other one that made, yeah. made Bryony sick. That made me feel a bit sick as well. <laughs> that, that is really extreme. My, my favourite bit of Centipedes Horror was um, there was a bit where, there, where the woman, she went into the room, I, think, I can't remember if it was the mother or the housekeeper, she just walked into the room and went, why are there so many centipedes? Which <laughs> <laughs> was great, because that was exactly what I was thinking it. at the that, time. Um, <laughs> that's probably a contender for one of my favourite subtitles, because she goes, why are there so many centipedes? Please get rid of them. <laughs> and you go, yes, this is very much the problem and the solution, very much in one sentence. Yeah, Can we just um, talk about subtitles? Because the problem with a lot of these films is that whoever did those burnt in English translations <laughs> they don't really give a shit about making them like they the don't time work, or even even <laughs> being legend being re- able to read them mm. after yeah. time there's, when they're white text on white issues there I mean for, for one they were they were there uh, as a secondary thing and the people doing well they actually had to be there English. by law because the, the British people could make sure that nothing subversive was being said in these films about you know the British colonial yeah. But yeah, but that's why they're not exactly sympathetic to the the material. Um, no. But but also the fact that they're nearly illegible is because these have been copied from VHS, usually oh, multiple yeah. generation copies. Yeah, and, I mean a lot of the, obviously the Shaw Brothers ones have got proper releases, but stuff like Centipede Horror, Devil Fetus, mm. Red Spell, Spells Red, these movies are just still circulating on the underground. I don't think you're ever going to see a, a Blu-ray of Red Spell Spells Red, to be honest. I think that's going to that's gonna no. stay. Uh, I, I just want to talk underground. about some of my favourite subtitles. Um, there's one in, uh, I think it's Evil Black Magic, where um, <laughs> where this couple's having sex in the forest and uh, the, the woman subtitle just comes up, this is comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> Good for her. Um, nice. Well, you know, it's uh, nice to be comfortable. There's a good bit of dialogue in Red Spells Spells Red where one guy goes, my bladder is full, and his mate goes, piss off then. Nice. Boom, boom. Nice. Yeah, good joke. Wordplay. Um, And a couple of good typos as well that I noticed. In The Rape After, um, (laughs) someone's... They're obviously supposed to say, you fool, but it goes, you foot. (laughs) 
better than that in red spills spills red again uh, the subtitle he must be still sleeping I'll go and felch him <laughs> <laughs> well well that'll wake him up I suppose <laughs> Um, I watched the dub version of Black Magic, and um, which is on Amazon, and the dubbing on oh, that is a whole. Yeah. It's so funny. It's like it's, it's um, so it's like they got an Amdram group from Croydon to do it, and some of them are doing American accents. It's 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 wonderful. The guy who does the uh, the main magic man, um, I didn't learn names of people, um, but yeah, he's 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 like, oh hello, I'm a magic man. Here is my normal voice that I'm using. <laughs> I've got a bow tie now. I'm attractive. Yeah, I love the woman at the beginning who is just like um, she was doing the sort of the voice that people's mums and aunties do, or my my mum and aunties do when they're trying to sound posher than they are on the phone. It's like, yeah. hello, I would like to do a spell on my husband. <laughs> and I'm just like, why is that? Because because he's been cheating. Yeah. No, it's bouquet. It's bouquet. He's been cheating. It's bouquet. <laughs> the girl who the sorcerer is is uh, helping in his um, shed at the start. Uh, she's got a really pathetic voice as well. And he tells her that she has to pay up. Oh, I, I will. Yes, I will. Um, but that guy actually, why does he operate on a um, buy now, pay later basis? <laughs> I'm the. I'm very dubious about the uh, sorcerer in Black Magic because I think he a lot of his things that he tells women to do are just so he gets to see their tits. Oh yeah. I don't. Yeah. I don't think oh, they yeah. need to get naked for all these things, really. He's an evil sorcerer. I mean, questioning his morality seems redundant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, should we get back to centipede horror? We yes. All over the place, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I think it's a really good film to watch late at night because I've, I've only watched it on like Sunday afternoons before. Oh, it's, it's not a Sunday it's afternoon really movie. Night, it's great. Um, but the kind of detective story that takes up the first half of the film is really shit, isn't it? It's just like mm. this guy going, uh, oh, do you know what happened to my, to my granddad? And they say, oh, well, you know, Mr. X might know. Go ask Mr. X. He goes to see Mr. X. And they, they say, oh, well, Mr. Y might know. Go see Mr. Y. And then you go see Mr. Y. And go, is, oh, yeah, yeah, Mr. Z might know. Go, is, go, is that go not every Z. detective plot? I mean, that's kind of <laughs> Oh, yeah, but it's so, so poorly written. I, I, and, then, and then a load of centipedes pop out and it gets mm. good. I actually, I fell asleep for 10 minutes um, and then woke up and I was like, oh, shit, have I missed anything? And then realised <laughs> that I hadn't. Um, no, not if it's that part of the film. <laughs> I was like, oh, they're still doing that. Okay, cool. Right, nice. Um, but yeah, I I have, I love and hate Centipede for many, well, for one reason, and it, it made me, also made me throw up. And I've never mm -hmm. had a visceral reaction to a film before. Um, so this was very interesting. So I had a bit of a vomit moment when the man was putting the stuff in his mouth in the other one. And I had a vomit moment at the end of this film. Yes. And um, I, yeah, that's when I messaged you Cliff, and I was like, ah, why have you done this to me? Big spoiler, um, but I'm um, big yeah. spoiler about this film, of course, because it is the ending, but it is basically the only bit that that you'll remember. I mean, there's lots yeah. of good stuff in it, but the ending is just so, so out there that how do you it's think the that only they, you remember. How do you think that they did it? So let's just explain for those who have been <laughs> unlucky enough not to have seen this <laughs> wonderful scene. A woman who has been uh, cured of the centipede curse, she ends her, her, her trauma by vomiting up in one unedited take for <laughs> live centipedes and they're not little ones. Was that and only four? Disgusting. 
There are four of them. It does feel like a very long scene for only four yeah. centipedes. Yeah. yeah. Well, because she does it and she goes, ooh, ooh, and then he's like, you're yeah. all right, love. And she's like, yeah, yeah, hang on. And she's like, oh, no, I, uh, uh. it's like ending yeah. the night out when you're like, no, no, yeah. I'm fine. I can, uh, uh, <laughs> and um, I was having the exact same reaction on my sofa and uh, it was horrible. But 10 minutes later, 10 minutes later, I was like, I want to do that again. Because uh, <laughs> uh, this is why horror is brilliant. Because it's like a roller coaster when you're like, oh shit, I'm gonna die, oh god. And then it's like, oh no, like after you're, you're in the safety of, you know, you're back on your sofa, there's no centipedes, you're not vomiting. You're like, oh, I wanna watch that again, I wanna do that again. <laughs> Which is why, and I wrote an essay about this many, many years ago, so I'm gonna use my university credentials for one podcast. Um, <laughs> horror is the perfect example of the sublime. Um, and that's as far as I got on that essay, actually. But yeah, vomiting. Just that one line. Just, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm dyslexic. I don't write much. Um, but yeah, it was um, it was an experience, and I, I thoroughly enjoyed it in hindsight. Um, but at the time, it was the first time a film has ever made me gag. Um, Phil, you were you messaged me to say how did they find a woman willing to do this? <laughs> <laughs> The question that comes up a lot in these films. Uh, Craigslist, surely. <laughs> or the local equivalent at the time. You know what, I think I think it is a bit of special effects and film trickery. Yeah. I think she probably had like a guard in her mouth so that they wouldn't go down her throat. She had yeah. fake vomit in there and she just opened her mouth and let it lets it all come out. And then obviously the dubbing of her retching on top of it makes it look real. Maybe, I yeah. Maybe. I reckon. Having having watched this particular scene more times than I've watched the entire film, <laughs> because it is one of those things you can so, show your mates, isn't it? Go, so what, you uh, watch this. Uh, on, on a similar <laughs> note, then uh, you've seen the Devil, the Taiwanese yeah. one. So I there's have. a lot of throwing up there's of snakes and centipedes and bugs in that. I haven't gone back and rewatched that. Right, because I'm, I'm feeling that the, the budget on that one is even lower, and I think that is just a bunch of people who were willing yeah. to suffer for their art. <laughs> because they all get they get covered in centipedes a lot as well. It's not yeah, just the sort of throwing yeah. up; they're lying with centipedes all over them. And yeah. Sort of, and so many centipedes. Where do you even get that many centipedes? That's a lot like, of centipedes. Well, weirdly, they fill the um, room with centipedes. Way back talked... on episode two, we talked about calamity of snakes, and uh, oh, I yeah. mean. That's the the snake equivalent of centipede horror. Right? That, that yeah. was the one that gave me film poisoning. That that was yeah. an oh, absolutely it was, disgusting, <laughs> reprehensible film. I just I oh, love it, but too it much is. for me. Yeah. Um, don't the, people actually set themselves on fire for these films as well? Don't yeah. They? Like mm. the people, yeah. people. There's there's a lot of, but I think that's all real. I'm, I'm have a, I have a feeling yeah. that people it, are you know running into walls literally for this uh yeah. for this filmmaker which is cool <laughs> yeah it's it, yeah it's weird isn't it because there is a an interest in morality as a viewer you, you're watching it and you're thinking oh my god that guy's on fire covered in scorpions and running into a wall that's fucking cool <laughs> but at the same time it's like oh man that's horrible that's really slack i shouldn't i shouldn't yeah. enjoy watching that <laughs> you can I, watch I'm, it in a film but you shouldn't watch it on youtube basically yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, because in, in in a film, it's art, obviously. Yeah, you can watch it twenty times on YouTube and claim it's a film. <laughs> <laughs> I've never done this, but I think I might from now on. <laughs> Actually, somewhere on um on YouTube, there's a video of me eating forty hamburgers and then throwing up and calling it art. So, what? wow, okay. <laughs> what, what 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 do we have to search for? 
Oh, I'll send it. You don't worry about it. Was this performance art or was this so? Um... Yeah, I was covered in paint yeah. as well. I was twenty-one. Wow. What? Um, moving on. Mm. <laughs> um, anyone see? Uh, anyone watch Seeding of a Ghost? I think that's one yeah. of them. Yes, yeah, I did. Yeah. Yeah, I did watch it. Um, having sex with a corpse always yeah. good. You yeah. watched it while you were having sex with a corpse. <laughs> <laughs> He'd run out of clams. What was, what's the guy supposed to do? Well, you know. Good to have an opportunity. Oh, multitasking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Immersive cinema. <laughs> I mean, that, but that film goes proper mental at the end, doesn't it? Yeah. With the, um, the, the weird kind of thing-inspired monster in, the, yeah. in, in such an ordinary domestic setting as well. Mm. Also, I find the bit where the toilet explodes really disgusting. That is <laughs> so gross. That is grand, yeah. Yeah. Someone pukes up worms in that one, so you know. Mm. And, Someone and pukes pu- up worms in um, Devil Fetus, though. Yeah, there's yeah. quite a lot of worm puking there's around, them, really. Yeah, because yeah. the worms are representing the evil, I assume. Yeah. It's almost like they just grabbed what was to hand and shoved it in people's mouths. Well, maybe that too. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just want to say that um, if, if you're interested in pursuing these kind of films, then a really good entry point is The Seventh Curse, which is a much more kind of fun Indiana Jones kind of thing that starts off a bit like yeah. Die Hard. <laughs> I watched that one. Um, mm. Yeah, I thought, I thought that was a lot of fun. And it's, it's, it's the kind of thing like that would be sort of... It would be like a sort of a PG thirteen or twelve certificate family movie, apart from the mm. all the people getting speared and yeah. a few kind of extra icky bits. But yeah, it's um, that's that's a, an entertaining romp, I believe, is the it really correct is, term yeah. for that. Yeah, yeah. And it, it, they, I like the really unsubtle product placement at the end as well. <laughs> from the drinks company or something. Yes, that's right. Yeah, mm. and it, it ends. It starts and ends with them toasting each other with um, I can't remember what it is, cognac or something, and it's yeah. It comes up at the end with thanks to our sponsors. <laughs> it's it's uh, nice to see a young Jay Young Fat as well. Fat. That. Yes, yeah, he's very he's cool. He's it. so cool. Um, it's such a far cry from some of the more extreme stuff. I mean, the the only other one that I'd mentioned, even though we've touched on it, is uh, Red Spells Spells Red. red. Have, yeah. have any of you guys seen that one? No. That, I mean, that, that, is, that, that is extreme. That's definitely the on the on the most extreme end of the spectrum. It's um, the curse in that one is a scorpion curse rather than a centipede curse. And I'll tell you, the scorpions do not fuck around. <laughs> uh, they are coming out of everywhere. They're going in everywhere. <laughs> it is, it's horrific. There's a scene where a guy's about to have his uh, arm bitten by a scorpion. So his mate. Instead of like getting rid of the scorpion, chops off the plug's arm before it can be bitten. <laughs> you don't. Well, you can't be too safe in these situations. You, you're just like, no, fuck it. <laughs> yeah, prevention better than the cure, is it? Though, not really. <laughs> but that, I mean, that film has such a malevolence to it. Like right from the very first shot, it's it, it, it's a very evil feeling film. Uh, mm. It's you know, it's it's not nice. There's really no need to cut open some pigs while they're alive. No, no. I mean, it's yeah. horrendous. Pretty, pretty um, nasty, that scene. Um, yeah. And then, of course, there's the guy who eats the guts out of a live chicken. That's probably yeah. the most disturbing thing I've ever seen in a film. Uh, I just couldn't. I Where like did they I've find seen, him? Couldn't handle I feel like that. I've seen a lot of that today. A lot of gut eating eating going on. There's dog guts as well, of course. But again, it's one of those films where um, 
it just seems to be made up as it goes along because we're told like towards the end oh the, the red dwarf ghost and the gold ingot ghost they combine together to make something incredibly powerful it's like yeah yeah of course they do yeah <laughs> <laughs> if we wanted to be pretentious we could say it was the jazz of cinema nice Ooh. right but yeah I thanks thought... <laughs> <laughs> They all had quite satisfying endings. Like, they're all quite well-ended films, if you see what I mean. Like, seeding of a ghost. Yeah. Like, it's a, it's a head and a crocodile attacking a party. I mean, it's, it's fucking <laughs> awesome. Yeah. That is an and amazing just, final scene. So that's, that's, that's just how it ends. Like, as... It's like the head just winks, and that's the end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they all just roll the credits as soon as, like, the final scene's done. There's no kind of, you know, two days later or whatever, is yeah. there? Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> The end of centipede horror. She throws up centipedes because she's free of the centipedes, and she's like, "I'm not free of the centipedes." <laughs> it's a great ending. And then I'm, you have I that can't... final shot of her lying when you could lying on the bed, and you can see the centipede outline in her skin on her face. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, a yeah. really, really good effect. At the end of every one of these films I've watched today, though, like speaking of end credits, why does well, everyone I've watched ends in like cool saxophone music? Yeah, that and is it. End, it ends and it's like what you're doing there Brian is a crossover between these films and jazz which yes. yeah. that's, an, that's a concept ah. album that's an Edinburgh show definitely <laughs> well, there you go next year you heard it here first yeah right. do it our second feature then is the first film to be directed by cinematographer Hung Chun Lao, as if you care. Um, it's called Multi, uh, which translates as fetal magic and is better known as Devil Fetus. The, uh, the cool voiceover guy from before wasn't available for this. He was, but it was script. So you're just going to hear a lot of sound effects. No problems. A cursed and phallic jade vase causes the deaths of its owner and her husband, and then a few years later, the curse is unleashed once more, causing one of her nephews to become possessed by the devil. Um, all right, why did I pick this as our second feature? Um, that would be nice to compare like a relatively classy film like The Box is Open with something from the trashier end of the scale. Uh, it's not necessarily like one of the standouts, but it's I, I enjoy it more than a lot of them because it's it's got everything. It's got sex, transformation scenes, uh, brilliant sorcery battle right in the middle, just like in the Boxer's Omen. Mm. Flying <laughs> furniture, which I always love. Uh, it's got Cliff, a scene where Cliff. you find out how evil. Cliff. Mm. I mean, what's it got? It's got Uncle Fuck. It's got Uncle <laughs> Fuck. I know. I was waiting for someone to say that, and I'm so glad it was you, Phil. I mean, that's the best thing about this film. Hey guys, it's me, Uncle Fuck. <laughs> and of course, oh, you yeah. find out how evil the possessed kid is because he puts on some makeup and has a wank and glamour photos. Yeah, he does. <laughs> hey, Would we gotta sort me? this kid out. It's me, Uncle Fuck. <laughs> Would you Uncle Fuck me? I'd Uncle Fuck me. 
You know who's gonna help us out? Uncle Fuck. Um, <laughs> Isn't there a bit where the auntie just goes, hey, why don't you just go and see Uncle Fuck? It'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> why don't we all go see Uncle Fuck? <laughs> What else are we gonna do on a bank holiday weekend? Yeah. <laughs> Isn't Uncle Fuck the one who he gets freaked out by a car bonnet going up and he's like, oh, spooky car, Uncle Fuck. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, kids, come around. Come around, you Uncle Fuck. Let me tell yeah. you the time I sicked up a lizard. <laughs> the car splits in half with that really weird drawn on the film effect. Oh, yeah, yeah. I love big, them. Big, someone just tipex down the middle of the car. Yeah. <laughs> the effects in this film are probably my favorite effect because it reminded me of Monkey. <laughs> And um, I loved everything about. It. I loved when. So, film. What's the plot? What is the plot? Um, but well, at this point, the aunt buys that vase. Aunt, buy, aunt like buys a, a vase. Aunt wanks with a vase. Aunt's yeah. well, husband yeah, sees I, a vase. I don't really know if she knows what she's doing with that vase because you think she's. She knows what she's doing. Well, you, should, you think she's putting it up her, and then no, she's, she's just, just resting it. Oh no, she's not. She's just rubbing it. But that's yeah. that's, that's the way. But she, um, she anyway. thinks I thought she was weird. just rubbing it whilst dreaming of having sex with the the weird um, the, the devil the thing monster yeah. devil monster I with think, the, the I wig think on. She is having sex with a devil monster because she gets yeah. she gets pregnant. pregnant hence, hence, devil fetus. And, um, yeah. If, if, yeah. if you didn't blink then you might not have missed the devil fears, which <laughs> that titular character appears for all of about half a second. That's and true. I've seen so many people go, why is it called devil fears? There's no devil fears in it. There is. It's, it's on screen for half a second. It's very giving. No one mentions it again. Mm. <laughs> is this the one with the dog? Yes. Yeah, it's the one with yeah. the dog. It's the one with this the dog. This is the one where he punches a dog. A dog yeah. is so punched. So, like, do you think they drugged that dog? Because they no, bury they just, a dog. I no, really don't want to think too hard about it. Open, it. Don't they? There's a bit where they're like, the dog is vicious, and then it cuts to the dog, and the dog's just like, hello, I'm a dog. And it's like, <laughs> he's he's not growling, he's just happy to be there. And yeah. um, they're like, no, he's... And they overdub some barks and some growls, but his face is going like, ah, hello, huh. I'm happy yeah, to be like, here and play. The dog's like, oh, who's got a tennis ball? This is brilliant. And then yeah. you've got that weird kind of computerised dog bark put on over the top. <laughs> Hmm. I I mean I don't know if the dead dog is really good special effects or if that was Bobby the dog's final role. Yeah, <laughs> I I think it's fake. I I really. I, I, yeah, I got I gotta I gotta hang on to that thought or else. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm just my, I think what little sanity I've got left after watching all these films will just erode if I think that was real. But anyway, the clothes and the music in this film are brilliant. Mm-hmm. I like, yeah, the big, good, yeah. I like the big disco party up yes. till the whole cake vomiting thing pa- but Nana's party is banging it yeah. is yeah absolutely I actually thought that was really good where the lights go out and then you see this like hostess mm. trolley on fire yeah. coming towards yeah, them yeah it's scary and then it's, it's, a, like a, that's, it's actually a good effective moment the supernatural yeah. elements of this film are really well done like the moving furniture is really good the sort of poltergeist yeah. elements of it are really really oh. um, they're lots of fun and I, I really liked films where furniture flies about and it's done really yeah. really well in a film there where a lot of other things aren't done particularly well mm. um yeah, and that's a real the trolley coming in. It's really kind of ah, you know, it's like yeah. it's like from The Exorcist or something, isn't it? It's brilliant. There's a real sense of this is this house is now evil, yeah. in a sort of Amityville yeah. Exorcist kind of way, which is really cool. I don't understand particularly why they decided to set the first part of the film about eight years earlier. Yeah, because it's just it's just really jarring, isn't it? When it jumps forward without they don't make of... it clear, do they? No, I, mean, no, I, I watched. They don't. I yeah, watched it twice, and the first time I watched it without subtitles, and it was even more confusing then. <laughs> yeah, the, the first first time I saw this was uh, years ago on like a tenth generation VHS thing with no subtitles, and I thought, man, this is great. It makes no sense at all. It's fantastic. And then when I finally watched it with subtitles, 
It still made no sense at all. <laughs> I mean, the, the plot. Well, it is... does that thing again. It's just like making shit up as it goes along because there's that bit where the sorcerer goes, the ghost fears eagle blood. It's like, oh, of course it does. <laughs> well, of course yeah. it does. Yeah. Is that the a real not... eagle? No, it's oh, a real eagle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the blood yeah. was steaming and I was like, yeah, mm, that's, mm. Yeah, that's That was that a real eagle. Oh, the also, 80s. Ha- how long is that woman going to be doing this in her bedroom before she realises <laughs> that that's not helping anybody, love? Like, actually get out there and help and some they, people out. This yeah. is not helping former, anybody's curse. As a former Buddhist, that's just what we do. <laughs> it's not helping yeah, anybody, that's, mate. That's pretty much it. It's not because helping anybody. And you just do that. I don't care how many eagles you slaughter. This is not helping anybody. (laughs) I really wanted the grandma to just save the day at the end, and she nearly did, but then she fell over, and then you get a wonderful other subtitle, which is just, oh, no, not my eagle blood. She collects all that eagle blood. She falls to the ground and smashes. She collects all the eagle blood and then just spills the eagle blood. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, but she was tripped. There was a bit where I got a bit confused, because... um, Why did she swap the eagle blood? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The dad's got the best death, hasn't he? Yeah, the, fantastic. The, wall, the, the walls of their home sauna closing yeah, on him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The walls start moving then, towards them in a sort of Star Wars contractor thing. and then Proper, proper 80s like, splatter yeah. that. Yeah. 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 The effects in this film were probably my favourite of the films that I watched because they were really, like, super 80s, video nasty, gory, plasticine. Yeah. Mm. Um, oh, it was awesome. Like The multiple heads bit is fantastic. Yeah. Where he's, yeah. He's sort yeah. Of, oh, yeah. Yeah. The Hydra kind of thing. Yeah, it's got the monster head, then it's got his head, then it's another monster head, then it's two of his head. And then it's a dancing head for no reason. Yeah, and then then it ends with a head skittering across the floor with mad grid on its face. I I did enjoy, I think it was this film, where um, there's a scene where like a monk or someone is flying across a room and it's blatantly just like a Ken doll. That's a Kendall, and I, I'm, I'm happy about that. It's, uh, it's charming and human, and I'm, I'm on board with that. Mm. But I, I really enjoyed this film, and I enjoyed the, um, the wanking scenes. The wanking scenes are good because <laughs> he was going for a wank. Basically, he was dressed as Buffalo Bill, and he's going for a wank. And then the next scene is the brother opening a, a can of coke can and of the coke. coke fizzing over, and um. <laughs> I've seen that so many times in like American Pie and stuff, so it was really nice to see this in like the 1983. Before in in, in a serious like, picture like this. Yeah. It's like, oh, so that's where I came from. Yeah. And it's like, oh, good. So I, I was, like um, the uh, the reaction when he walks in uh, on the aunt wanking with the jade vase, and yeah. just mm. he's so angry. He's like, "How dare you do this to me?" <laughs> Smashes the vase. Not again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's really, you know, he's very, very upset about this. Um, yeah, well, women shouldn't wank in the 80s. <laughs> all that, like, goofy humour and the crazy special effects, and then you've just got such a boring, nonsensical plot and all this really horrible animal cruelty. And, it, and it's a shame, because it's frustrating, because you want to show people all the good stuff. You want to be like, oh, yeah, watch this, <laughs> this is really cool, but... You can't really sit down and watch the whole movie in a group. Uh, not unless it's this group. 
Yeah. <laughs> I read an article, get, get ready for this. I read an article about it. I don't think it's your one because I read yours as well, which is very good. But like, I, there was one that said it's like it's like um, it's like a dream you can't tell anybody about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's it is like that, isn't it? It's a series of images that are really affecting and really sort of they take you over. But you don't want to go. Oh my god, there's this amazing bit where he wanks with a no, not that bit. Oh, god. <laughs> <laughs> there's like a 20 minute rape scene. It's not. I mean, it's important to the plot, except I mean, it isn't really. But <laughs> But I enjoyed I enjoyed all of these. I thought they were all fantastic. I, I really thought they were wicked. Um, I will never ever watch them again. Uh, I'm really glad because I um, I mean CJ was kind of opposed to the idea of doing this subject because he thought you'd all quit the podcast. Oh, really? <laughs> it wasn't the only reason. <laughs> but you know we're all horror fans, and um, what is horror there for apart from to disgust us sometimes mm, make me throw up me and cliff watched this together and there was a bit where um i think it's in the boxer's omen where they pull a sheet off a crocodile yeah and i had this sort of thought where i was like i've got no idea what's under that sheet like it could be anything i mean literally it could be anything <laughs> in the universe under that sheet yeah. it could be a hole through to prague and i'd be like oh yeah that's where they're going with it <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, in an American film or anything like that, you kind of know the parameters of where you are. You know, do you know what I mean? But in this, yeah. it's like, yeah, whatever. what, yeah. Whatever you can conceive <laughs> might happen next. And that just makes them fantastic. I yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. Now, it's time to play what promises to be a particularly challenging round of Scary Noises. Oh <laughs> I, it was quite difficult to find six clips from these Cantonese language films that you'd stand any chance at all of identifying. <laughs> but I've done my best, and I've made the other halves of the pair relatively easy, sort of, a bit. Um, oh, and uh, by the way, and this time I'm pretty sure I know what my bell's going to be. <laughs> oh, awesome. Um, I lost my rope alarm, but I have a hairdryer. <laughs> wow, that's a good one. I have an e-cigarette and a danger mouse mug, so... No, hey. it's a tap. Right, good. Cool. Um, <laughs> so I think uh, you'll, you'll know the music for this first one but why not hold on and see if you can get the uh, the dialogue too hey oh. what are you doing huh? nothing June oh. 81 oh. come to see me okay okay Dundee, mm. June 81 I come to see you Okay. Yes, Brian. Do you know I'm gonna um, not bother the dialogue because from the looks of everyone's faces, no one knows what it is. Um, but yeah. it's Halloween, Obviously. and the dialogue is one of those weird films you may just watch. Well, do you want to guess one, or CJ? Do you want to guess one? CJ, guess? go for it. Is yeah. it Evil Black Magic? It's not Evil Black Magic. Um, do you want to hear it again, Phil and Emily? Um, I mean, yeah, give it a go. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I'll be honest. I'm like, <laughs> I, I, I'm quite happy to listen to it again because I think it's really funny. <laughs> hey! Oh! What are you doing? Nothing. Huh? Oh. June 81. Oh. Come to see me. Okay, okay. <laughs> mm. Dundee, June 81. I come to see you. Okay! <laughs> <laughs> Christ knows. No, I don't know. Super Mario no. Brothers. This is a shake okay. of water. <laughs> She's um, bewitched. 
Because it's, uh, it's about a Hong Kong guy who meets this Thai girl on a holiday and they can only communicate with each other in broken English. Okay. So it's really funny. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> right, here's the second pair. This kind of thing really gets to me, you know. That a man can be driven to do something like that to his own family, to his children. Uh, I don't even want to know about it. Makes you wonder, though. What's it take to make a guy turn his family into gauge breakers? Maybe they disappointed you. No. Oh God. No. No. No idea. Okay. Um, I'm gonna take a guess on the music if I can. I'm gonna go with "Seeding of a Ghost." Yes, it is. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but no one's got any other ideas about dialogue. No. No. Okay. Well, that uh, was the stepfather. Mm. Which I've not seen since like the eighties. No. <laughs> Who has? Is it worth a watch? Oh yeah, it's really good, yeah. I really like it. Time. Time. Just never rewatch. Okay, number three. You are safe from boredom. Let me guess, you must be the king of the swing. <laughs> you made a reservation under the king of the swing. Yeah, of course, my horse. I'm sorry. Yes, uh, CJ. That dialogue is from Hostel. It certainly is. Music. Uh, Bryony. No, um, something it's menacing. A, it's going to be a black magic film, isn't it? Uh, take a guess. Take a guess. Uh, the one with the animal abuse. <laughs> uh. Is that centipede yeah. horror? <laughs> we'll go with centipede horror. Let's go. Oh, centipede you got there in the horror. end. Wow. That's <laughs> centipede horror. Are you serious? And- <laughs> so you get a bonus point for that one. So the sco- Shut so the up! Scores, that's scores are currently five to CJ and Bryony and nothing to Emily and Phil. Uh, that, that last one, I was like, oh wait, I know what this is. I know what this is. Oh shit! <laughs> okay, uh, number four. <laughs> That's um, the fucking Boxer's Omen is the dialogue. Nope. Oh, shut up. Uh, I don't know then. Okay. CJ? Uh, does, does the chanting count as dialogue or music? That, that is the dialogue. So right. you can have a guess on the music. If you... uh... Emily and Phil, uh, music and dialogue to get on this one. Okay. <laughs> Oh, we should totally be able to get the music. I think I know what it is. Yeah, and I can't think of what it is. It's something 70s, I think. Yeah, it's like a 70s Rosemary's Baby-esque type thing, right? Possibly, or it might be an Amityville type thing. Oh, it could be. Amityville, let's go for that. For the for the dialogue, let's do fucking Devil Fetus. I think it might be Black Magic, the dialogue. Oh, Black Magic. Let's go. If you think it's Black Magic, let's go for that. Right. It's not. It's Red Spell Spells Red. Oh, okay. I didn't watch that one, so... No. And the music is something a bit more Rosemary's Baby esque. <laughs> is it Rosemary's Baby? Oh fuck! Oh, wow. <laughs> Number five. I warn you, for your own good, if you don't pay the fee. Uh, yes, Phil. Uh, th- I think the music's Rosemary's Baby. <laughs> oh, <yes. laughs> um, 
The dialogue is black magic. Yes. Oh. That one. Yep. Do you want a serious guess at the, the music? Do you recognise the uh, Croydon Amateur Dramatics Troupe? That's right, yeah, yeah. There's a certain Croydon burr going on there. Um, <laughs> Look, I have got, got a bow tie now. I am attractive. It's <laughs> <laughs> um, my favourite bit of the film. That is awesome. I don't know what the music is. All right. So, CJ and Brian, music to get here. I warn you, for your own good, if you don't pay the fee, I'll kill you. I'll keep my word. Good. Come here in three days. Bring me two things. What? Some of her hair with the roots? What else? The footprint, preferably in mud. Then I can start to work on the spell. I think it's that one uh, that Frank Calhoun did that sucked. Amazville The Awakening. No. Uh, oh. It's the, ne- the Neon Demon. Oh, That's what I was saying. Oh. Same guy. <laughs> Is Shit, it, okay. It's Rob, isn't it? Who did the music? No, oh, no, it's, it's like uh, the, Cliff Martinez, oh, no, Cliff Martinez, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. They both do the same thing. They just go do similar do, kind of stuff. That's that's all they yeah. do. And finally, at number six. We've been fighting a losing battle against the insects for fifteen years. Oh, that's, um, that's yes, the, oh, the dialogue is swarm. It is the, the swarm. swarm. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> We've been fighting a losing battle against you in sex for years. <laughs> Did you? Do you want to say a guess on the music? I didn't. I didn't hear it at all. No, I didn't hear what's, it either. What's that line from the um, the swarm? Where he's like, "I never thought it would be the best." Yeah, but you're about to hear it. You're about to hear it. <laughs> I never thought it would be the best. So there you go, Brian. I'll play it just. Oh, go on. Yeah. We've been fighting a losing battle against the insects for 15 years. But I never thought I'd see the final face-off in my lifetime. And I never dreamed that it would turn out to be the bees. <laughs> They've always been our friends. <laughs> Is the music... I mean, see, have you got a guess, CJ? I haven't, no. You, you go I'm for s- it. I'm just going to say centipede, because sod it. Don't. Uh, no. it's, uh, hell has no boundary. Oh! Uh, right, so the final scores there. Uh, CJ and Bryony, five, Emily and Phil, two. That wasn't too bad scores then, was it? Hey. Smashed it. <laughs> well, after all that vomiting, animal abuse, and all round gross behaviour, we need to find a safe space. <laughs> and with that in mind, next month we're going to space. Watching Yay! a load of films that are not of this earth, or at least not set on earth. Event Horizon and the Titan Find will be our features if you want to play along. In the meantime, we hope we haven't disgusted you too much, but let us know either way on Facebook, Twitter, Letterboxd, SoundCloud, iTunes, or by email to dx5podcast at gmail.com. That's it. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Yeah.